Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, the Kickstart podcast brought to you by our good friends at ProTaper Handlebars and Controls. Um, I'm Don Maeda, joined in-house by uh, Chase Curtis. Michael Antonovich is calling in remotely, and uh, our, our regular co-host, Alex Ray, is out testing today, testing different stuff. So he was too busy to make it by, so instead we are joined by a special guest co-host. The Wizard of Whip, the Sultan of Scrub, the Prince of Softness, <laughs> Brian Smith, aka Scrub Daddy, the uh, the local uh, SoCal legend, legend yeah. slash Instagram influencer. So thanks for coming in today, Scrubby. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, you're gonna actually talk today. Or you're gonna be all silent. No, I'm ready. You ready? You ready? I'm ready to bring the heat. <laughs> all right. So Anton, you're missing out, dude. Scrub Daddy's in the house. We got Popeye's chicken sandwiches to eat. Mm. And, uh, you know, you broke your veganism to uh, try that sandwich, didn't you? No way. I did. I yeah. did. I did that back at Christmas. It was yeah. delicious. It was what? worth it, right? Worth it. Yeah, I would have to say that, that there was a TV show back in the day, The Boondocks, that said that there was a thing called the fried chicken flu. And it was a whole episode built around this, like, everybody got food poisoning from this thing, but it was this, like, uh, very serious illness that everyone in the cartoon got and uh i have to think that what we're dealing with now is related to the popularity yeah, of that chicken that was, sandwich last it year it is right yeah could the, the chicken heck? sandwich be what's spreading covid it's gotta be right because everybody it was came getting out right it. before yeah everybody's fighting over it and Uh-oh. all that oh, stuff yeah. and that was part of the episode too is everybody got in fights over it just like they did in in real life at popeyes and there yeah. were shootings and all that yes yeah yeah so so scrub we you and I have taken a, a trip. We, we took a trip to Popeye's near Paris to yep. sample this chicken sandwich, and if it was worth fighting over, right? Oh, so, yeah. So what was your verdict on the sandwich back then? The sandwich, it was it was okay. It was okay. I liked it, the donut better, though. You liked the, the KFC donut. donut sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, oh, see Anton, <laughs> Zoid and I, we, we hit all the chicken, the trendy chicken spots. Check it make out. a... You should make it uh, like a web series based on just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is I posted a picture of uh, a scrub daddy like about to eat his donut sandwich for the first time. And this girl screen grabbed it and said, I want someone to look at me the way he looks at his chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. so, okay. So, again, we're, we're another week without uh, any pro racing. But that's not to say there hasn't been plenty to going on out here in SoCal. Um, Chase, you hit some tracks last week, right? You went to yeah, Paula, Paula, I think. Yeah. I went to Glen Helen Thursday, and yeah. uh, you were there Thursday, right? Yep. Yeah, it was pretty cool. What about State Fair this morning? State Fair was going off. Ooh. Yeah, so w- what was going on at State Fair today? Who was there? Well, okay, we had Alex Ray, AC, uh, Cameron McAdoo. We had the 30, which is Hot Brandon. Raft? Yep. Yeah. Uh, then we had Dylan Ferrandez and uh, Jam and Josh and all the little KTM kids. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who was the fastest guy out there today? 
I'm going to have to say McAdoo. Yeah? Yep. Dude, McAdoo's been putting it down. Dude, yeah. He's been on rails lately. And I don't know if it's him bringing his chick around or what, but uh, something is helping him at the track lately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, McAdoo. He's he's playing in the World Series of Love, I think. Yeah. He had had her at Glen Helen, too. Yeah. See? Oh. (laughs) So that seems to be okay. Now I'm learning. That's that's the spice. <laughs> the spice. The little extra. Yeah, a little extra. <laughs> so, yeah, so Glenn Helen last week. Uh, man, Anton, it's crazy how hot it is in California right now, and guys are just out there putting it down. Um, I'd say at Glenn Helen, what, the Frandis was there. AC was there. Joe Shimoda was there. Um, quite a few guys, but I thought uh, I thought Adam was real real uh impressive out there we uh, Ad- adam is always impressive because yeah. he's so smooth and so yeah. tall yeah yeah mcadoo was there but i didn't get to see him ride he was kind of done before i started filming yeah he has been doing that he's been even today i saw he shows up like as soon as the track opens and gets his motos well yeah because then he can get his motos done and hold hands the rest of the day that's true <laughs> right that's true <laughs> i don't know I'm surprised Mitch is letting that happen because Mitch is the notorious. You're at Glen Helen until they like until Lori makes you leave. Yeah, yeah, right. You know who's been doing that? Craig's been doing that. Yeah, Christian showed up at uh, like three o'clock. Yeah, three <laughs> o'clock at Glen Helen and rode yeah. till till they closed. Oh, that's who was there today. The two twenty. He was looking. Oh, Mumford. Carson. Yeah, Who's Carson's been looking good too. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think if motocross happens, I, dude. I'm calling come Marson, Carson Mumford is going to be a top ten guy. Yeah, he, he, he yeah, and he got on the race bike, or he got on the the pro bike, quote unquote, a couple couple weeks, weeks ago, ago. Yeah, and he looks so good on it. Yeah, so. I think uh, it's funny how tall and mm-hmm. big and strong that Carson looks now. He almost did the same thing AC did a couple years ago. Like went from like this small like oh yeah scrawny yeah. guy, and then all of a sudden in like a year you look at him and he's like a foot taller. Yeah, and yeah. He's bulked up for sure. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Anton, uh, this past weekend, uh, old Zacco went out and did some off-road racing at the GNCC at uh, was a power line. High voltage. High voltage. High voltage part. So uh, he came home seventh, I believe, right? Did you watch it? Uh, I watched a couple clips of it. It was him and Kyle Peters were the two motocross guys holding it down. Uh, Kyle was in XC2, and then Zach was in XC1, which is the 450 class. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of rain over here lately, especially out in that part of West Virginia. So those first, those first few laps really looked like ISDE races in Spain, just massive dust clouds everywhere. <laughs> that did not look fun. Uh, every, even in the woods and stuff like that, where there's typically, you know, the shade and the tree cover keeps a little bit of moisture in the ground. It was just completely dry powder. Mm. Um, Zach didn't get a good start and then was just buried the rest of the time and, Anybody that's ever watched like GoPro footage of a GNCC when it's dusty, it's next to impossible to go fast in those conditions. Yeah. Uh, good on Zach because I mean he's done them before. He is an ISDE guy back when he was on Geico Honda, so you know he has the off-road chops and everything to do it. But a couple of mistakes early on really held him back. Um, and he finished like I think it was 29th overall of the entire field, but it was within the top 10 of the XC1 class, mm-hmm. which I mean that's that's a big deal. That's a good good ride. And he he acknowledges, like, hey, this is a completely different type of series than anything else that anybody out there is doing. Mm-hmm. It's not Supercross or anything like that. So 
you know, just cool to see a guy like him mix it up because he's been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. As soon as, you know, that word was getting out that nationals were going to be delayed, he had his eye on, on doing a couple GNCCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool to see him race and, like, go out for fun and, like, passion. Like, he obviously wasn't showing up trying to win. He just wanted to do it. So, yeah, it was really cool. Do you think he's doing it to uh, – as like a added added uh, value to Husky, like you know what I mean, like P, uh, to uh, <laughs> we got a shutter sales guy in the corner, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, do you think he's doing it like to prove his worth to Husky as an added bonus, uh, added value, Anton, or is it just he's doing it just out of passion? He's doing it out of passion. Like Zach would race all over the all over any time that he could like he would probably do isde again with husky if he could but i think that just with the alden training program and then how much commitment it takes to be a top 450 guy there leaves very little time for that mm-hmm. um it's it's good for husky but then at the same time too like they have good guys like craig DeLong is leading the xc2 class right now mm-hmm. on a factory husky so they have some guys that are there but yeah their 450 class has taken a little bit of a hit with injuries this year too so uh, it's good for him to get in there and, and do some brand recognition. I know RJ Hampshire wanted to do one too, but it didn't seem like it lined up. And especially with RJ coming off his knee injury and everything, mm-hmm. probably not the wisest decision to go push it for three hours in the woods when you don't do that ever. You know, yeah. like yeah. be really healthy and just kind of chilling and hanging out. But yeah, I think Zach Zach's big plan is to race more off road. I think eventually he wants to become a little Andrew Short esque in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, when we put him on the cover of Transworld Norcross for the first time after his like 250 breakout year when he won both those titles, he told me when he was a little kid testing that KTM 85 and helping develop it, he went to Austria and saw all the Dakar bikes that KTM had lined up. And like that was a dream of his back then was to race Dakar. So it's not out of the cards for him to be one of those endurance guys later on in life. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so cool. I don't, I don't, when I see a Dakar bike, I don't go, whew, dude, I want to ride that. Really? Dude, I yeah, do. Yeah, no. No, I dude, like I tip over on it and, like, have to, like, call 911 to pick it up. Dude, to me, it's like looking at, like, an F1 car. Like, they're just so... Oh, I like looking at it. Stuff. I yeah. just don't want to ride it. <laughs> I don't know. Although, Brayback makes it look pretty badass at Milestone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scrub Daddy, have you been passed by Ricky Brayback at Milestone? Man, on three, his rally bike? three times. <laughs> yeah. So upset. Did he throw a scrub in your face? Yep. Over the back jump at that. The big <laughs> jump in the back. Yep. Oh. Did you did you just go back to your truck and like No, I went over, I went and talked to him. Did you? What did you say to him? I just told him, Man, how is you riding this thing? Ain't it heavy? And then I, I didn't even know he was the champ or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh after he got talking to me, somebody else was like, Yeah, man, you don't know this dude is bad. He's like a um Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. One Perry to car. Yep. Badass. Send him a couple photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for more. Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. 
Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world, period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Bo Han, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at Pro Taper. Once again, we are joined by the Wizard of Whip, the Sultan of Scrub, the Prince of Softness. Scrub Daddy. Now, you know why you got the Prince of Softness title, right? Please don't say Glen Helen. No, nope. well, well, yeah, Glen Helen because you didn't. <laughs> You DNS'd the Vet Classic, but then yesterday, you know, I was all impressed because you showed up in the 107 degree temperature at Paris. You raced the first moto, raced hard, and then you know I, I left, and I'm like, "How'd the second moto go?" <laughs> I didn't ride it; it was too hot. <laughs> hey, I almost died out there. I you mean, were wearing all black. Yes, another problem. Yeah. Well, I was trying to represent for O'Neill the 21 gear, so. <laughs> yeah, hey, he has 21 Dude, O'Neill. He had it before already. anyone. Already. And it was looking out for me. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm lost for words. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah? Ambassador. He had it before Dino, too. He did. Yeah, he, he was did. wearing it at State Fair the day they announced they dropped He has it. more of it, too. Yeah. Because he's got two sets of it, at least, because I've seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You yep. have to talk to Mark Shear and Frank Kishar about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Mark's but, my boy. So, okay, so uh, yesterday we had uh, round two of the Amsoil West Coast Open Motocross Series, the Swap Motor Race Series at uh, Paris Raceway. And, uh, man, it was 107, and we had 630 riders. Yeah. It was crazy. I, was, I, I came about 9 o'clock. And I was honestly thinking we'd have 200 people or so because it's been so hot. But, man, people just want to race moto. Yeah, they do. Right? So uh, how did your day go yesterday? What, what did you think when you pulled in? And uh, Well, it went, it, went, it went greater than I thought because I didn't even plan on really racing that class. I was, I was the oldest in the class. It was all like 14-year-old to 17-year-olds. <laughs> and then I looked in the vet class. It was only, you know, 
not I mean I would have smashed him so I had to try to at least oh, 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 oh that's how it goes you would have smashed your class you can't oh. do that when you raise one moto no I would have did both <laughs> but I mean I was happy with the fifth coming out you know especially with those model. kids yeah yeah the second moto I think I would have got on the podium oh yeah yeah, so, oh, yeah. so how was the track yesterday? I, they watered a lot. Um, I was cracking up because I felt bad for uh, the intermediate kids, Nick Romano and uh, <laughs> uh, LeBlanc. They yeah. watered before both of his motos that I saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the 329, he was slipping everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, how was the track, though? Was it okay considering the, the, the temperatures? Oh, yep. The track actually held up better than I thought. It was yeah. good. So... How, how'd the day go? Like, well, I mean, you showed up. Pra- you said practice went great. No, no, not practice. The racing went great, too. The whole day was, I mean, like I said, for me to be racing at 107, mm-hmm. I thought for sure they was going to be either carrying me to the hospital or bearing me on the side of the track. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, for uh, this week's this week's Life on Two Wheels vlog, uh-huh. I put the... Uh, you know, we got the new GoPro Max camera. Yeah. The 3D camera. But I guess, you know, for motocross, the 3D thing isn't, or not 3D, the 360 degree. Yeah, yeah. Is not really the thing. But the wide wide view, fixed horizon with just one camera on your chest, I uh-huh. guess is super good. So I put that on Scrubby's chest to document all the unnecessary handlebar twisting Ooh. and excessive <laughs> clutch abuse. Actually, I want to talk about that, though. Why are you so calm when you're racing? You don't do it as much. What do you mean, like, calm? You like, don't. You don't twit. Like, I went, I walked around to, like, three different jumps trying to get a picture of you throwing it yesterday, and you didn't. Well, because that's higher. No, no, that's when I was trying. Oh, okay. See, I was like, you know what? Because I, I really, it was some guys there that I was, like, 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I got to catch this dude. But they had a little more gas in the tank. I couldn't catch him. Are you talking about your buddy number one? No, no, the other dude. 62. Oh. Baker yeah. or something. Yeah. 62. Scrubby got beat by a Clydesdale. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but yeah. He, but he cut the track because he went off the track, and then he saw me coming. He cut right back on, right in front of me. There was a lot of cutting yesterday. That turn, you guys jump the 90, go up the hill, and then that left-hander. Dude, I was watching guys go on the inside of the turn every yep. lap. <laughs> oh, Mike Kondari must have started that line. Yeah, he definitely did. Mm. Aaron had to tape off his other line after the finish. That's why he got. Oh the yeah, yeah, he started that one too in practice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, so Scrub, you uh, you have been riding our 2020 Suzuki RMZ 450 test bike. Um, your bike blew up, right? Your personal bike blew up. So I was like, hey, well, let's build this bike up and let's have Scrubby ride it. You know, because he loves Suzukis, and. Uh, better somebody riding it than it's sitting in our garage right so we had race tech build the engine they did a stage one mod on it um we added a recluse clutch a fmf or a yoshimura exhaust and race tech did the suspension and you really like that bike right it oh really yeah works good yeah that bike worked like whoo it worked real good one day i was at the um paris and i don't know what happened I went from the top right before the finish line to the top of the uh, berm, and man, I, I didn't even let off. I, I don't know how I saved myself. I jumped to f- almost to the. This ain't no lie. I almost jumped to the berm, like I went. You know how it starts going uphill? Yeah. That's where I landed. 
I, I brain farted. I thought I was on doing the 90. But but suspension soaked it up. Oh, my God. Okay? Saved it like nothing. <clears throat> you know what else made that impact feel good? Your Pro Taper handlebars. That could be one of them. You yep. know? So you got the Pro Taper Fusion bars. Yep. If you're still have in the same setting, it's the unlock setting, right? Because yep. you can lock or unlock the crossbar. Mm -hmm. mm. Have you tried the other way? Nope. I it, think it feels so good the way it is. Yeah. I think because some guys like a real stiff bar, mm -hmm. and they could flip it, switch, and it flexes less. I think if you did it, them caps vibrate off your teeth. <laughs> 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 but uh. Yeah, no, so uh so you, you like that bike enough that you're gonna you're gonna buy it from Suzuki, right? Yep. That's that's saying a lot. Yeah. Wow. You're you're in the RM army. I know, but man, they gotta change something quick. We need an electric start. Yeah, I don't know if that's coming or not. So twenty five. So yes, yeah, so, okay, so speaking of new bikes, uh it's pretty crazy with all the COVID delays and you know, or, or I'm sorry. The COVID pandemic, you would expect some delays, right, right, in production. But lo and behold, we're getting our 21 Kawasaki KX450 on Wednesday. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. I mean, not that it's much different. I know that the clutch is going to be a big improvement because that's yeah. a that's a big Achilles heel mm -hmm. on that bike. But uh, And then we just saw the Yamahas introduced, right, Anton? Mm-hmm. And the, what do you think of the all-blue Yamahas? I think it looks like a project bike. Yeah. Uh it's a little different. It's a little uh, Euro-looking. Mm -hmm. You know how those bikes are over there, like Paul Enns and Seawers and, and Fever, or, you know, that stuff over there. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I think that uh, I think it's different, but I, I like the white side panels like yeah. that are on my bike. The blue side panels and all that stuff looks cool, but at the same time, too, like, mm, you know, it's not going to work with everybody's, like, pre-cut backgrounds and all that. But, you know, it's different. Good on them for, for changing it up. That 250F looks super interesting. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that they didn't add the uh, the Power Tuner app to the 250, though. That seems like it would just be an awesome thing, but maybe they don't want to encourage people to screw around with that thing too much. It's fast enough as it you is. Don't, yeah. You don't need to power tune the YZ250F. It's already the, it's already the monster. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I know that you were a little bit uh, holding your breath about the 21 YZ252 stroke, seeing as you just bought a 20. Um, you feel okay about the, the investment still? Just, just the, side panels, right? The bold new uh, side panels? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm all good. <laughs> the only thing is, though, um, I I have an issue with it, with my bike right now. The shift return spring, like, haven't crashed, didn't damage the bike, haven't mm -hmm. done anything, like, no victim catastrophes. But the shift return spring is messed up, and the shifter isn't popping back up. So that's so internal, right? Yeah, so guess what? The bike's got to go to the dealership uh. this week, and I uh, am sweating it because it should be covered under yamaha and i think oh, that we know be. enough people i think we know enough people because you know it whatever and i've already talked to the dealership and they're going to give me a call back today to bring it up but yeah just a little bit of a bummer like even riding yesterday at monster mountain i really had to like keep my foot under it and mm. the bike just like doesn't want to shift into neutral and stuff like that when you go to put it on the stand mm -hmm. so yeah i was pretty relieved on thursday when i saw that it was just side panels and that my bike wasn't already obsolete yeah. Do they make the YZ250 in the Monster Edition? No, just the four strokes. Uh, so, okay, so this weekend, you, you took a little road trip with uh, Jeff Crutcher, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, a big road trip, like pretty much the full Southern Tour, which was fun. Yeah. Well, let's hear about it. Where'd you go? 
So, started on Thursday. Jeff drove over from Kansas City to St. Louis, which is like a four and a half hour drive. Picked me up in his van, which was first Adam Cincerillo's van and then Benny Bloss's van. And then now it's Jeff's van. And so, it's got a lot of Allen Cincerillo touches to it. Uh, the driver's side seat, I guess they took it out at one point in time, and the little risers that are underneath the seat where the bolt's in, uh, those are gone, and instead there's like two counter shaft sprockets from like a Kawasaki 85 there. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, we drove over to Chester or um, Charleston, South Carolina, which is a, it's a pretty good haul. I mean, that's completely on the coast of the Atlantic. And we had a meeting with PJ1. Uh, anybody that knows about PJ1, I mean, that's a legacy brand in motorcycling, but it's been through a pretty up and down path these last few years. Uh, late last year, it got bought by a new company. Uh, it's not owned by the PJ1 family anymore. It's owned by a bigger company now, and they're doing some pretty good things with it. So we had a small meeting with those guys and just tried to help them figure out what they're going to do. Excited to see them come on and be an advertiser with Swap Moto Live. Mm. And then on Saturday, um, there's a new track opening that PJ1 is a part of in Edgefield, South Carolina. Uh, it's called Oak and Harrow. Nice little piece of property out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Jeff rode there. I ran around and shot video and some other stuff. Did an interview with Josh, the track owner. Uh, everything was going good except for when we went to leave. Uh, we got to the hotel that night, and I looked down, and my memory card that I had shot the whole morning on was gone. So... I what do you mean gone? Like disappeared? Like yeah, it fell out of the van and it's gone forever. Oh, yeah, oh, no. and it didn't, and it and it didn't get uploaded to my computer. Luckily, I have enough stuff to salvage some things, but like, victim. yeah, it's victim. It's pretty, the, the, victim. Vic, the victim, the victim, like fully, fully, fully. Um, but then we had an option of what we were going to do. The initial plan was on Sunday to go race Muddy Creek. Uh, was part of the Victory Sports series that races all through Tennessee. I'm sure A-Ray has a slew of trophies from those races back in the day. Mm -hmm. But a Yamaha dealership that's a sponsor of the series and that everybody in the area goes to had a COVID outbreak. And uh, once news of that got around, Victory Sports had to cancel the Muddy Creek race. So, so then Jeff and I were like... That's how you end up at Monster Mountain. Yeah, it was either go to Monster Mountain... Then the initial plan after that was, hey, let's go to Club MX in north carolina and check that place out because we had heard a lot about that have a lot of friends up there and uh they were going to have an open practice day on sunday but then we started mapping things out and i saw that travis fant from mxa was at monster mountain over in alabama mm -hmm. so i told jeff i'm like hey do you want to just drive over there it's four hours over there which it was only going to be two hours of a drive to club but it chopped three hours of our drive back home off mm -hmm. so we did that instead uh, Monster Mountain, if I know, Don, you haven't gotten to go. When Honda did their new bike intro a few years ago, Mike Emery went. That place is by far one of the best tracks in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, we showed up yesterday. Excellent prep, 15 people on the track. So it was like having a national caliber track to yourself all oh, day. Oh, wow. wow. And Fant was there. No, Fant wasn't there, and I was bummed. Apparently his buddy's bike messed up the other day, and then he had to go home earlier. Oh. And he's on his way back home now. So I didn't get to see T-Fan, but we'll link up again soon. Mm. But, yeah, Monster Mountain is so fun. Uh, this real cool red dirt, kind of soft, sandy loam. A uh, lot of fun jumps. Everything's super safe. Uh, it's a nice, huge, huge piece of property. There's a little GP track over there. I didn't ride that. There's a little arena cross track there, too. 
I also did not ride that because I was having so much fun on the main track. If that is a thing that's within like a four hour drive of you to anybody listening to this, take the chance to go there because it is unreal. Mm. It's eight hours for me and I'm already thinking about when I'm going to go back down there. Really? Wow. Wow. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. You know what's funny is during the, during the COVID pandemic, uh, you know, all the tracks in California got shut down. It, it allowed some of us to go venture outside of our normal area. So, I mean, when, when stuff down here got shut down, I went to uh, Cal City a few times, and you were there. Oh, yeah. Dude, Cal City is fun. Super. It's just, I just think of it, of where it is, and I just think hot, windy. Yeah. But it was super good while we were there. And uh, and then you actually went to uh, Arizona or, or something. Yep, ACP. So how's that track? Oh, it was awesome. Um, but I was scared to really ride the main. I rode the main, but I really rode the vet because I drove all the way by myself. Oh, you uh, didn't want to get hurt by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Prince of softness. See, <laughs> hey, no, I, that that's an executive. That's with age comes maturity. See, yeah, smart on smart. that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, one thing like on that note, Don, like I just saw California has like more restrictions and stuff like that coming on yeah uh, apparently they've never heard of covid down in alabama because there were no masks anywhere <laughs> we were able to do pretty much whatever the hell we wanted mm-hmm. uh i mean keep social distancing and everything away from everybody i don't really need to be on top of anybody mm-hmm. uh but like yeah it was cool it was it was a good time down there uh, dude i we stopped at a vp gas station i had to buy a new fuel jug mm-hmm. so i have this nice rad vp fuel jug 93 octane vp fuel was like two dollars and three cents wow uh yeah <laughs> that's so, cheaper that's than regular leaded here dude yeah and so uh yeah i mean it's awesome like if anybody with everything going on right now if your local track is shut down me and crutcher actually did a big podcast about this that's going to come out later this week take the time to go get out of your normal routine and go make a little mini moto vacation because there's a lot of good tracks a couple hours away from everybody right now and, and it was a good time it was fun to just kind of like road trip it and go see what's out there yeah especially down south because it's like pretty much no rules except in florida right now you know it's funny anton is after uh you know driving home from ohio with rv and then mm-hmm. obviously the salt lake city trip the whole driving thing doesn't like turn me off as much as it used to like no I, it's not bad at all like right now if i was healthy if things weren't jacked up in my neck right now i would totally drive back to salt lake city just to ride my mountain bike i bet now that oh yeah a sprinter too yeah and i would go ride iron flying iron horse raceway that track is so badass mm-hmm. so yeah so if you're listening to this you should go check out our website right now because i put up a video this morning of this flying iron horse raceway which is owned by the lusak lusak family yeah and uh it's totally just a pride passion project they own 150 acres. They build their dirt, basically. They, they they buy peat moss and clay and sand, and they mix it. And they've basically created the dirt that's around the whole track. It's in the most picturesque setting ever. And, uh, yeah, I, he invited us to come back and test some of his bikes because he's a big yeah. custom bike builder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely on the bucket list. I, shoot, man. Maybe we'll have to do one of our shootouts out there. We should, yeah. I saw a picture of that place... I want to say two years ago, right before Straight Rhythm, I saw a picture of it, and I thought it was like, I thought it was a video game. It was, yeah. It looks crazy, especially with that creek flowing through it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we should do a shootout out there or something. Yeah, that test. would be good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything else, Anton? What's the latest with the Motocross Nationals? I heard some, uh, some uh, 
not so positive rumors. Yeah, it's not sounding very good right now um, with everything going on. I mean, Florida's round two, and they're hitting you know record numbers right now and more restrictions. Like, yeah, Disney World opened down there, but you know who knows uh, what'll happen. But it doesn't sound like they're making enough progress to announce on Wednesday what they're going to do. Um, I've heard from quite a few people it's not looking very positive for this summer. So it sounds like I'll be doing a lot more riding than I'll be doing pro racing watching hmm. this year. Uh, so, yeah, these next few days are going to be pretty important. Every Monday, MX Sports and the race leadership team, which is MX Sports and then all the OEMs and race teams, have gotten together. NBC, all their technical partners on the series, they're, they're going to have a meeting today and and make their decision and then we should hear tomorrow or wednesday what the final word would be uh as i had that podcast with tim cotter a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. you know their plan was announce every race 30 days ahead of time their plan was to announce round one would be about august 15th uh 30 days from that is is wednesday and it's not looking very good uh on the tennessee thing too Back to the Muddy Creek race getting canceled. That race didn't get canceled because of the state. It was a promoter decision. Hmm. And then when you factor in Loretta's, Loretta's right now, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with that. It, it's, everything's still pretty uh, much a go mm-hmm. because it's a participant event. A pro sporting event is under a whole different kind of regulation. It's scrutinized more. Yeah, but I could see just like not being a whistleblower or anything like that but common sense says like everybody knows thousands upon thousands of people from all over the country go to this one little neighborhood of tennessee every part of the year i could see the state of tennessee going hey we're not letting that happen we will stop it because Mm -hmm. on thursday night we got told while we were in tennessee that on friday morning masks are now mandatory in certain counties even when you're outdoors in tennessee Mm. so I can only imagine, like, you've been to Loretta's. I'm down here in this heat right now. I don't want to wear a mask outside when it's 95 degrees with, like, sweltering humidity. Yeah. I don't Yeah. It's even the next thing after that. Uh, the Canadian National Series has started, but they're not running fans, but they're on a completely different kind of program than we are. Um, a lot of American guys, like we talked about last week, Surratt, Rich Taylor, all those guys have gone up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, like, you know, you're kind of in this predicament where we're in a completely different model, and I don't really know what's going to happen with this right now. I know a lot of people would go, you know, but it, it would be it would be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of starting to seem like the deck is really, really stacked against those guys. I think our best chance of watching, like, real honest-to-God pro motocross racing this year is going to probably be MXGP when all that kicks off in mid-August in Latvia. Mm-hmm. Um how many rounds are they going to have? They're going to do three rounds in Europe, or in Latvia. I know uh, Lommel is supposed to get multiple rounds. Across the nations in France has been pulled, and it's now going to be in um, Great Britain at Matterley Basin. So Matterley is going to get two rounds this year. But one thing, too, that I see a lot of people talk about with those travel restrictions, the United States going to Europe, Rumor was in Utah that Team USA would not go to the Motocross of Nations this year regardless just because of the financial strain on everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see us going there at all anyway. Um, it'll be a weird year. It'll be like those few years back in the early 2000s where Team USA just didn't go one year for 9-11 yeah. because the interest of it was just dead. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a weird year. It It's a weird year. Mm. And then that's kind of putting more putting more importance on like what's happening behind the scenes too. 
you know, last week it was announced that Bobby Ray or Bobby Hewitt was no longer part of Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, which mm-hmm. we had all kind of known about for a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what Bobby does from there. Does he just continue to be a, a rock and tile guy down in Texas, or does he come back rejuvenated? Who knows? Um, and then this is a big silly season year. You know, a lot of guys moving around, and how contracts be determined from here on out. I don't know if your contracts are going to be the thing for a while. Or if it'll be like one-year deals with like you know more bonus structure or what for everybody. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, what do you know about Bobby Reagan's departure? I mean, I, we've all yep. heard the rumors, but what, what's the official? What's the official line that they released? Uh, they're just no longer working together. Um, I, there's been a lot of like discussion on all that, and I guess that Bobby still owned part of the 250 team. Like mm-hmm. the 450 team was owned outright by Husqvarna. Mm-hmm. But then Bobby was still a very large part of the 250 team as far as an ownership stake. So that's no longer the case now. I think Scuba, Steve Westfall, is the new like de facto team manager for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scuba went and met with Zacco at the GNCC race and all that stuff this weekend. So there had always kind of been Scuba was the second guy in line as far as the technical side of that team went anyway. Like he was always the number one guy for stuff, but then. I always viewed Scuba as like unofficial team manager where Bobby was just like team principal, yeah. you know? So Bob, like Scuba will be in a good position if he has to take the reins on that fully and everybody else that is there. Uh, but now it'll be interesting to see like contract time, what they do, you know, will they still have three, four fifty guys and, you know, three, two fifty guys with Mosman's Jalik and then, RJ Hampshire, like who does what, who moves around, who's in a contract year. Mm-hmm. So I think that Husky's whole dynamic could be a little, little different pretty soon. Um, but who leaves or who stays and all that, I'm not really too sure because, like Jason's in a multi-year contract, but who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, everything. Who knows what happens right now? Like everything that we thought at the start of this year has changed already. And with all that other stuff, too, God only knows what could happen now between now and Anaheim 1. Yeah. And I would think Styles Robertson would be coming up next 2021 outdoors. I imagine he would be making his debut. Yeah, and I think that what really has kind of drove a wedge between the Husky relationship there for a while was just the way that, like, the Covington deal went down. You know, Thomas never really got his full chance to do what he needed to do. Um, there was some pressure from a lot of different parties to – make him perform when he wasn't ready to and just they have a lot of talent you know in their roster already so it it puts a lot of strain on a guy like Jalik Swole or Jordan Bailey last year like if you don't perform right away they have somebody else in the pipeline to take Mm -hmm. your spot yeah pressure cooker for sure for sure and it's hard on these young kids that have never done it before Mm. yeah for sure well this silly season is going to be super interesting oh yeah I'm excited Mm -hmm. for it a lot for us to talk about what what's going on with your silly season, Scrub? Are you who, who's there's more offers on the table? No, not 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 at the moment. Not the, you're already wrapped up with your clothing deal, though, right? Yep. Yep. You're like you're 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 O'Neal. Are you O'Neal for life? I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. Well, I'd say if they gave you the twenty-one step for Dino, you probably O'Neal for life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm pretty much sticking with him. Do you have yeah. a helmet deal? What about mm-hmm. O'Neal head to toe? Is that oh, possible? No, hey, well, I'm, you know what? That might be possible because I've seen that new helmet they brought out. It looks kind of good. Yeah. You know, because you're kind of a Bell guy, though, aren't you? Oh, I love Bell. Yeah. I've been Bell. So, 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 Scrub, do you buy your Bells or do you get them from, like, 
uh, nope. sponsor or sponsor house. Or nope, I'll pay for them. Hook it. Do you? Oh, it's called Hook It now. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hook It won't even hook it. And Bell ain't on Hook It. Oh, really? I know a, um, some dude up there. Some dude, and he gave me 40 off, but. Is it Benny? No, Benny said he'd give me 50 off, so that's what oh, I'm going oh. through now. Wow. Oh, okay, Benny, Raphael. Yeah, yeah. number 78, right? Yeah. Yep. The numbers are just decorations, though, because he don't race. I don't know. He was, going, he was going pretty good on Wednesday night. He raced more than Scrub at Vet Classic. Oh, oh did yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Oh, he raced. He raced one moto. That's right. <laughs> that's one moto more than you. He did like half a moto, but. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm praying that he comes back broke neck here. I hope he come back because, <laughs> yep. Hey. He talking about all that softness. Watch, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, okay, I'll show you soft when I get back. Okay. Well, I'll go by you so fast. Be like, Damn, I'm soft. No, nope. hey, watch, it ain't happening. Huh? I'm back. That's why I raced Saturday. I mean Sunday, cause I'm back. Hey, you know when I come back and race, your that beard of yours is gonna be all full of mud. <laughs> yeah, well, first you're gonna have to catch me. I'm tough. Oh man. Catch you every three, four laps when I nope. lap you. Mm-mm. The last couple of times before he left to, you know, Utah, yeah. I spanked him. <laughs> Damn. Scrub needs to write children's fantasy books or something like that. So so what's the latest on your camera gear? Because I know you bought a camera and then you're like pulling some scams and returning it. And is that What are you shooting with these days for Zoid well, photos? I'm shooting with a um, 7D Mark II and then the other one. I don't really use the other one no more. The Mark Five, whatever, the yeah. S Five, the okay. one that somebody told me wasn't good enough. The one. So you got two cameras. Yep. Wow. But they ain't good. They ain't good as that Sony he got. Well, well, you know, <laughs> professional. See, professional I need, amateur. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> I need to step my game up. No, no. I have to say, your photos are good, dude. Especially when when you started grasping the whole manual thing i told you about instead of shooting on the running man setting oh yeah running man. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah he showed me a few but he only showed me a couple of things hey i teach you everything you know but i don't teach you everything i know see see <laughs> y'all heard it live so did you get some photos for us today from uh, oh, state fair oh yes so we'll have a scrub daddy photo gallery on our website today yep okay nice. that's good how yes, about sir. how about we put the podcast headphones on him he just gets quiet and he talks I know. proper. I know. No, man, I'm just, huh? I'm just relaxing. It's Monday. It's what? What's today? Monday. No, yeah. well, I walked in the door like an hour ago, and as soon as I opened the door, hey, how do you, how do you get this pinball machine to work? <laughs> yeah, I think something about the headphones makes the ghetto leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had, he had the door open for the pinball machine huh? in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like, but see, that's probably what messed me up because I felt like I was robbing something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right at home. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're going to wrap this up. You got anything else, Anton? Nope. All good. Just all good. uh Well, good luck with the, yeah, good luck with the shifter spring. Good luck with yeah, the shifter spring. Yeah, I'm going to call spring. the dealership right now. And uh, finger on the pulse of Pro Motocross. Stay tuned to SwapMotoLive.com for Anton's updates. And uh, for now, I'm Don Maeda signing off for Anton, Chase, and Scrub Daddy on today's Pro Taper kickstart podcast thanks for listening guys since 1991 pro taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting innovative and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike 
Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.